Ritchie. Hi, Sin. I have a surprise for you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. You're just not going to tell me what it is and just keep me in this state of heightened anxiety. <laughs> Maybe. In the spirit of our unexpected super hit, the notes of Bloodborne. <laughs> you know what? You tell me where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sekiro only has a few notes in it, so. It'll be fine. It's fine. Which one do you think we're covering today? You cannot be head the headless, which is the only one I remember. I think there's like two other ones. And the note says, Turn back if you value your life. You can't be head the headless. Our swords and pikes did nothing. Yeah. Okay, so... Unfortunately, I don't have my notes outline, so I'm going to have to do this from memory. How many headless did you beat? Well, I met a bunch. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah, we, we talked, we you chilled, you we played some cards. You don't have to beat them, yeah. No, they're, uh, they're very understanding and compassionate if you just talk to them. How do they talk back without heads? Okay, you know what? Each one of them actually has a little board with a marker. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And it's like Pictionary. <laughs> Are they mind to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Good. Good. So, Richie, can you read the note in your best voice. Where's the note? I don't have it with me. Hang on. It's like online somewhere. Send, you'll have to send me the thank you. <laughs> just, just, it's online somewhere. You find it. I pasted it in Discord. Okay. Let's gotta wait for Discord to uh, open properly. Turn back if you value your life. You can't behead the headless. Our swords and pikes did nothing. Is this really your best Ishin voice? Yes. No, I'm 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 Ishin pretending to be me. It's one of his other identities. Oh, that's very in character. Yes. I appreciate that. Okay. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing a Tengu mask right now. It keeps banging into the sides of the microphone when I'm talking. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, where is this note located? It's located after that general guy, I forget the name of, but before the snake. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's on like a cliffside and the cave with the headless in it is in the distance. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that like, maybe they destroyed the means to get there or something like that. Interesting. So they'll, yeah. And who put the note there? Someone who attempted to behead the headless and then was like, <laughs> wait, it hasn't got a head. I'm a fucking idiot. Best get out of here. 
Like, you'd think you cannot behead the headless. It goes without saying. But anyway. The deal with the headless is that you cannot do death blows. You cannot do execution moves to them because their head is already gone. Uh-huh. Yes. And who did Do we they- want to talk about the headless? No, we're still talking about the note. Who did they leave the note for? Anyone who thinks, oh, I might attempt beheading that headless needs to be reminded that <laughs> the headless doesn't have a head. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. So now let's look. <laughs> let's look at the note sentence by sentence. <laughs> Turn back if you value your life. Yep. Elaborate. If you go into that cave, you're going to die because there's a man with no head. And he'll kill you and you can't kill him because he has no head. Okay, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. The second sentence is... A little ahead? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You can't behead the headless. Explain that. Well, the act of beheading is the removal of someone's head from the rest of their body, which is usually fatal. But in the case of the headless, the head's been removed from the body, but the body's still going. (laughs) You can't behead it twice. What are we going to do? I guess we'll run away and leave a note to warn people not to come back here and attempt to behead the thing with no head. Okay. And then the last sentence is, our swords and pikes did nothing. Yes, that's because you can't behead the headless. But that's not even true, because, like, you can take down the headless just with your regular sword. It's just quite hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. okay, well, wait a minute. So you can, you can damage and destroy a headless. You can kill the headless at any point. It's just very difficult unless you have divine confetti. But the note implies as if the headless are immortal. Yeah. So do you think the note was put there by the headless to sort of turn people away from trying to kill them? What do you think the headless's end game is? You think he's just chilling in that cave? <laughs> yeah. wants to be left alone. Yeah, it's like a do not disturb sign type deal, you know? It's kind of like Shrek. So, so hang on, the headless... Yeah? The headless with no head made that note. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, Richie, do you remember Shrek? Like... He would put out those signs around the forest, like, ogre ahead or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to keep people from approaching uh, the place where he dwells. So maybe it's This a- was supposed to be ten minutes long. <laughs> well, it's only nine minutes now, so... <laughs> Jesus, okay. So That's maybe fine. it's a Shrek-type situation. What do you think? 
Um... Sorry, could you say that again, please? I've only ever seen the intro of Shrek. I've never seen the actual film. Why, Why haven't you watched the entirety of Shrek? Because I feel like after that point, it can't possibly top that. So I just haven't seen the rest. It does, though. It's really, really good. The first track is like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. 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 So we'll need yeah. to watch it and cover it. Well, I think if it were a Shrek reference, the note would have started with somebody once told me, you can't behead the headless. <laughs> uh, swords and pikes did nothing to it. <laughs> Do we? Can we talk about the headless now? Can we talk about the headless now? I don't know. Do you? Do? Okay. Let's talk about the headless now. Okay, Ritchie. Tell me about the headless. <laughs> like how you start. You call me. Start talking about Shrek, and then act like I'm wasting your time and being annoying. <laughs> Richie, tell me about the headless. So, you know how in Sekiro you get a lot of those sugar items that give you temporary buffs? Mm-hmm. It's like Arcos, Gokans, uh, Gachins, Ungos, and uh, Yashirikus. Okay. The five headless in the game are those monks. Sorry, say that again. The five headless in the game are... The five headless in the game are the five monks that the sugar is named after. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. Whoa, mind blown! When you beat them, you get that monk's equivalent item. It's called, like, the Spirit Fall of, like, Arco's Spirit Fall or Gokan's Spirit Fall or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's effectively just, like, an endless-use version of that sugar but it uses spirit emblems instead of being a one-off. Okay. So you get, like, Arco Spirit Fall. You effectively just have, like, an Arco Sugar you can use with spirit emblems instead of the item. Cool. Yeah. And it says on all the Spirit Fall things that, like, the Headless are the ruined bodies of the heroes who once fought for the country. Mm-hmm. And it says that they're corrupted and, like, on the basis of, like, uh, they got no head, but they're, like, corrupted. I think, um, hmm. Hang on, they all have a slightly different description. Oh, yeah, okay, hang on, it tells you a little bit about them. Um, so it says that, like, um, specifically, Ungo was trying to, it just says in defense of the state and those who fought for their country. So I'm guessing that is, um, pre, like, Ishin's coup. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, it says specifically, like, Ungo tried to, like, mutiny against the state, and then they captured and beheaded him. So that's the only time you know for certain, like, okay, that's that's how Ungo got beheaded. I assume the other ones were, like, beheaded, 
differently. Like Gachin, you find Gachin's headless corpse in that the misty forest, and his spirit fall says, like, it just says, I'm falling to pieces, said the man drifting deep into the forest. So I don't know what his, if, like, he was beheaded in the forest, I guess. Um. So yeah, basically the five monks, um, Ako, Gokan, Gachin, Ongo, and Yashiriku, were... They just says they were heroes. It says like they they defended the state and then they fought back in a mutiny. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that is something to do with Ishin's coup, but it doesn't say when it happened because like at one point Ishin is in charge, but then also he's not in charge. So um I don't know if they fought with Ishin or they fought against Ishin, but they were decapitated and it says like basically that they rose again as headless bodies. You you find um, the best way to get the sugars is to fight the monks in Senpo. So I'm guessing, like, maybe they were aligned with... It might be that they were aligned with the monks in Senpo, and then when the Senpo monks sought immortality, they, they rebelled. But then also, like, their bodies themselves are immortal. So it could be that they got corrupted when the Senpo monks started fucking around with rejuvenating water. I don't know. Like, they could have been from Senpo, they took the rejuvenating water that made them immortal, then when they were killed, that's why their bodies came back. I think it's that. Okay. Yeah. So it could even be that, like, the Ashina killed, um, killed Arko and then his body just got back up again. And that's why they had, like, you can't behead the headless. It's similar to what happens with the ape, where, like, you behead the ape, then the ape gets back up with no head and keeps fighting you. Oh, um, uh, Yashiriko's sugar. Yeah? Um... Yashiriku's headless, it says that, like, he fell to the palace and you find him in a place called Fountainhead Palace. So I'm guessing he was trying to get to the Divine Realm when he was killed. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So it looks like they all died in slightly different situations. They weren't all beheaded at once. What else could we mention? I think that's it. Like, we mentioned where it's located, we looked at it word by word, who left it, for whom, why. There's there's not much to say. I think, like, uh, Notes of Sekiro is going to be a very short-lived series. Oh, that's fine. I'm just, just like... Well, I've got bad news. There are notes that you get as items uh-huh. that are not notes in the world. So you just get, like, the letter as an item. Okay, Richie. Yes. What kind of material was the note written on? History of Japanese paper. Enter. <laughs> 
Suki Washi, handmade Japanese paper, was invented in 105 AD by a Chinese official named Kai Lun, and introduced to Japan in 610 AD by Doncho, a Buddhist monk from Korea. Sikishu Washi, the special Washi paper of the Western Shimane Prefecture, also has a long history of over a thousand years long. The name Sikishu comes from the Sikishu region, present-day Iwami, where the paper was first produced. The paper is also known as Sekishu uh, Banshi, or Half Sheets of Sekishu, because of the cut of the paper. However, the name Sekishu is probably much older, as Kamisuki Chohoki, a handy guide to papermaking, written by uh, Kunisaki Jihei and published in 1798, states that Kakinomo no Hitomaru, a leading official in the area, taught papermaking skill to the local people somewhere around 704 to 715 AD. From then on, over 1300 years, the art of handmade washi has been maintained and preserved within the area. The raw materials of Sekishu washi are kozo, mitsumata, and gampi shrubs. Kozo and mitsumata are cultivated in the region, but gampi grows wild. Sekishu bashi made from Sekishu kozo is well known as the strongest paper produced in Japan. By the Edo period, 1603 to 1867, Sekishu Banshi was popular among Osaka merchants for use in account books, and that name became widely known. However, when a fire broke out, the merchants did not hesitate to throw their account books into a well to protect the records. The merchants were not worried about the paper being damaged by water. In light of the unique traditional techniques and methods employed by the Sekishu Banshi, employed to make Sekishu Banshi by the Sekishu Banshi Craftsman's Association, Sekishu Banshi was designated as an important intangible cultural property in 1969. In addition, the techniques and methods used for Sekishu Banshi have been completely preserved when the craftspeople who lived, uh, by the craftspeople who lived in Misumi Town. To ensure even further improvements to the art, Sekishu Banshi Cooperative was established and Sekishu Washi was declared a traditional craft by the Minister of Economy, Trade and Industry in 1989. Sekishu Banshi papermaking technique was designated as an important cultural property in 1969, and the Sekishu Craftsmen Association was recognized as the holding group. Sekishu Banshi was registered as the representative was registered at the Representative List of Intangible Cultural Heritage of Humanity based on the UNESCO Convention for Safeguarding Intangible Cultural Heritage in 2009. At this time, Sigishu Banshi was re-registered as the Representative List of Intangible Cultural Heritage of Humanity based on the UNESCO Convention for Safeguarding and Intangible Cultural Heritage in 2014 as Washi the Craftsmanship and Traditional of traditional Japanese handmade paper. And then there's a map that shows where the paper was made. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Can I go now? It's 4 p.m. <laughs> okay, Richie. Thank you very much for this informative note podcast. We're not doing any more of these. Well, are there any more notes? It, no. Well, I'll double check. No, there's none. What? No, you don't. Well, Extra Life's very <laughs> inaccurate. So if you, ch- the only person who runs accurate wikis is Meth, and unfortunately, she's not running a Sekiro one. Aww. So anything you read on the internet is wrong. If I say so. So then we covered the entirety of Sekiro in our four podcasts. Yeah, there we go. That's it. There's uh. 
That's the end of Sekiro. We've done everything. Excellent! That was way more effective than our Bloodborne podcasts. We had like a hundred. I just got a message saying that our ability to continue producing Bloodborne content is intimidating. (laughs) Well, thank you, Richie. Thank you, Sin. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You're going to leave the whole paper thing in? Yeah. (sighs) Oh. <sighs>